Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor. Mead, Mellow Mayhem. I'm James and sometimes have to do the intro so I don't forget it. <laughs> I'm Jody and I'm laughing because I was not expecting James to jump in with the intro like that. <laughs> Nobody expects the Spanish jumping in with the intro acquisition. <laughs> I, had, I had literally said, well, you want, do you want to start it? Do you want me to start it? And he started it. <laughs> I was actually about to say I was going to. And as I was clearing my throat, you asked. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that, that's, uh, that's only fair because I've done that to you several times. Yes, just several. <laughs> dozens. <laughs> Bastard. <sighs> All right, so as a heads up, if I sound a wee bit tipsy, it's because... We're actually recording two episodes tonight, even though, of course, we'll engineer them and put them out separate. We just finished part one of ZEP4, and we're now doing part two of ZEP4, and I finished my first beer, and I'm starting my second, and I'm not going to do the immigrant imitation like I did, uh, but because I knew we're doing Zeppelin and I was going to do something dumb like that, I am now drinking from Scarlet Lane, Eric Bloodaxe, a Braggot Imperial IPA, and and like I mentioned last time, they can't call it a mead because of Indiana thing, so it really is an Imperial IPA at 11%, um, but utilizes a lot of, a braggot is a mead with beer grains attributes. So, you know, yeah. that IPA with a lot of honey. Which they would know if they would go listen to our episodes on mead. <sighs> they would, damn it. And because you referenced the past episode, <laughs> I have to take a drink, jerk. <laughs> which, which, which I can't do. Well, I can drink water. <laughs> Can. I can because I I, I'm not having beer right now. <laughs> I'm actually quite excited uh, as we record this. They only put this beer out once a year. The newest batch is going to be out in two days. So I've had a couple bottles for almost a year now. So I've got one more. I'm going to do a side-by-side -side pairing with the new batch and the old batch. Oh, nice. Yeah, see how it ages. See if it ages like us. Well... <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep subject. <laughs> deep pile of something too. Uh, I, actually, there, there's more to that phrase um, from, from what I've been told. It's, uh, well, that's a deep subject for a shallow mind. <laughs> well, see, there's no point in saying that part with us because our minds are, of course, deep. Yes. And wide. <laughs> <laughs> it's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway <laughs> sorry everything's fine all right I, i'm ready to start the subject unless you have more to say on sayings nope <laughs> go ahead I, I didn't know if you had more that was more uh polite <laughs> nope <laughs> okay so part two of zep4 this being zep4's or as we should say that plant likes to say four symbols yeah uh second episode yep second episode of the arc uh where we discuss the songs but only on side one this time unlike the other albums where we pretty much did all the songs in one episode yeah we got shits to say this time yeah. so uh so part two will be the songs on side one part three will be the songs on side two and part four will be 
stuff we haven't gotten to on anything else. Sounds good. Yeah, you can all look forward to that. Yes. Right, so I figured we'd just go with the album mm-hmm. as it was released. Side one, first song being... Black Dog. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll start with notes and you just jump in like always. Okay. Cool. Uh, came from a riff Jones came up with on mm-hmm. the train back from Paige's Painborn house. And it was based on a Muddy Waters album, Electric Mud. And the timing was completely wonky, so much so that they all laughed during the first few trials. <laughs> In fact, it's so hard that occasionally it would fall apart in live shows. So Paige would start doing blaring solos until they got it all back together. <laughs> I can I can see that. Now, okay, so is it true that, that Jonesy actually did that on purpose? So that because he wanted to mess with cover bands like bar bands that were trying to play Led Zeppelin songs, so he intentionally wrote this song with this weird time signature. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have that. I don't. That's yeah. You must have seen that someplace that I. I well, I, I was I was thinking that um, uh, the book Hammer of the Gods talked about that, but but I know I've seen it other places. I could have. Yeah, and it does. I mean, it's got. I and I. I don't remember what the time signatures are, but it. I. In the middle of the riff, it changes time signatures at least. I, well, I want to say at least twice. <laughs> I think it goes from three four to pi eighths. <laughs> it's yeah. It does weird shit. <laughs> that's hilarious. If that's why he did it, though, uh, Jonesy, you magnificent bastard. <laughs> but, oh yeah. Now I've. I've um, God, I, I don't know that I could play it right now. I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to actually get the book out. I, I've, I've got a book with almost I, with, with I, I've got a book with guitar tablature of almost every Led Zeppelin song. Uh, and that one I think that goes through houses. Yeah, one of the houses. Yeah, well, they, then later on they did one that was more comprehensive. Um, I've played the riff. I, it's it's easy to play if you're not playing with other people. <laughs> See, that's I, I too have played it, and you're right, not that bad by yourself. <laughs> but adding yeah. bass and drums and <laughs> yeah, uh, shit. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it's a great song too. Now it's it's one that um, live when i when i've heard different live versions of it i've not always and it's not because the song was falling apart <laughs> it's it's I've, I've not always liked the live renditions i've heard of it um but i i will say the uh oh what was the what was the the the, the live album they did from the um the 2007 show they did at the o2 arena in london celebration day the the rendition of, of black dog on that was really good was yeah yeah, yeah was. um i i do not like the one on uh yeah the first live album <laughs> not, well not the concert like are, do you the how the west was won or no no the 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 yeah the, the concert film the concert one the the song, song, yeah the yeah the song remains the same yeah okay. Duh. should have remembered that <laughs> um yeah i i I just I did not like the way that sounded and they played it I, you know I mean 
they played it right. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't. I don't know. I, I it just uh, didn't didn't care for it. But yeah, I love the song. Yeah, it's good. Oh yeah. No, Paige came up with the vocal breaks to mesh everything together, uh, including the "Hey Hey Mama," which was based on Fleetwood Mac's "Oh Well." Which, which is kind of neat. And Paige did say uh, Fleetwood Mac had practiced it. It's Headley Grange, but they never recorded there. Yeah. And said that the opening sounds of Black Dog are a byproduct of studio technology because due to Paige's overdubbing, there were three separate tracks of guitars played together and hard to get synced. Uh, so also includes the sound of the tape rolling. And he left it in yep. there because it sounded like the massing of guitar armies. <laughs> yes. I always like that little thing at the beginning. Yeah, me too. And of course, you know, some people say the eyes burning red is a satanic thing. <laughs> it could also just be, you know, because it sounded good, or it could be from the black dog folklore of England, where, you know, the black shuck and everything, the those dog, the omen dogs. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's not always satanic, fuckers. Yeah. I mean, usually, sure, but no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of black dogs, here comes a little copper dog. Hello, my good boy. He heard us talking about dogs and wanted to be a part of it. Aw. Good boy. Yeah, he is a good boy. Uh, so that, that's what I have on black dog. Okay. I'm assuming you are good also. Yep. So move on to rock and roll, which was a rock and roll jam based on Little Richard's Good Golly Miss Molly or, or Keep It Knocking. I've I've seen more references for the latter actually, but I'm not sure why they wouldn't be both. Well, I okay. Um, well, I'll let you say what you're going to say. I I. Oh, that, that's literally it. Except the first thing that Jody and I have played this in various bands. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, my my understanding was the drum part, the the drum intro, and if you listen to Little Richard's "Keep a Knocking," right next to it you know, side by side. Yeah. That I, I very much think that's what Bonzo was playing was, was keep it knocking or, or, or was trying to. Um, but I, I, uh, I seem to remember that the riff Jimmy was playing was a completely different artist. It wasn't little Richard. So, and, and I can't, um, I, I really don't want to look it up on Wikipedia because I think I have seen it on there where the, what they said the other song was that Paige was playing, but uh, yeah, that it wasn't. Um, it was it was a different um, early rock blues artist. So, did Paigey do some early rock blues artist ripoff? Yeah, probably. No. <laughs> oh. huh, I looked it up. He just said he added a Chuck Berry style guitar riff. <laughs> That, yeah maybe not a song but it, but it very much is a chuck berry style guitar riff it is indeed yeah which you know that fits with the whole theme of rock and roll <laughs> yeah rock it. i'm not gonna never mind <laughs> that's really a, so I, I could have probably a page or two of notes for each song and i only picked the things i thought were neat yeah uh, so you know, uh, that's all I have on rock and roll. Oh, okay. So uh, I'm ready to go on to uh, Battle of Evermore if you are. Yeah. Quoth the Raven. 
So I've got some neat notes on this. Uh, Robert Plant did a podcast. He had like two or three seasons and he'd pick a song. And yeah. a lot of them were his solo songs, but he did do a few on Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Battle of Evermore, he went to a lot of detail on. So a lot of these do come from his podcast. So it's straight from Plant. Yes. Uh, but if you haven't listened to that, this will be new for you. If you have listened to it, you'll be like, you stole it. And I'm like, well, I'm giving credit and I'm not getting paid. <laughs> <It's> not- <laughs> yeah now i i listened to the first few episodes of that and then they they went a long time without any new episodes coming out and i don't know if it was i I, there was like a break in season or whatever so i i I need to get caught up on it but yeah it it was a really really good podcast i didn't i mean has he stopped doing it i think so he's not done it for a while and as far as i know from what i understand that was going to be the last season that came out because the last season was sort of a live audience thing Oh, okay. And they did it because they were going to release an album to sort of coincide with it. Ah, okay. So, uh, well, yeah. I'll, I'll have to finish listening to it then. Yeah, you should. Uh, yeah, I agree. Bastard. No. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, according to Plant, it only took Sandy Denny 45 minutes to get her part down because this is the Zeppelin song where they had a, another vocalist to go along with Robert. Yeah, yeah, it's the only time anybody guessed it on vocals. Yep, and uh, it, it may have helped that they're already friends, uh, yeah, making their voice cohesion easier to get. And mm-hmm. Sandy said it was odd being overpowered by another vocalist. <laughs> <laughs> Robert said similar nice things, such as her voice is amazing, beautiful, and wonderful, and would have a wonderful, charming times when they would hang out. Well, I, I don't know about that hanging out part, but yeah, she she's uh, um the great vocalist now is she is she still alive or uh i don't think so i i can look it up real quick but i'm fairly certain she has I, passed away because i was i was actually thinking wasn't she one of the ones that died in the 70s oh yeah she, yeah that's right she actually wasn't alive much longer 78 she passed okay away. yeah yeah that's what i thought yep um yeah this time uh so she was in fairport convention and we've mentioned them in mm-hmm. many of our folk rock episodes so yeah. take a quick drink for mentioning that oh i was getting a drink of water as you were mentioning that so yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah she left fairport convention after their 1969 legion leaf album and her new band fathering jay had just broke up after their second album in 71 so she is currently working on her first solo lp now when they're doing this and and i would like to mention because talk about fairport convention their mm-hmm. bassist Dave Pegg well, would end up going to play with Pentangle, who we've mentioned was a big influence on Jimmy Page with their folk rock, and their bands would actually jam together sometimes. Cool. Sandy actually got her own symbol too. Um, she did, yes. Yeah. It's uh, what, like three triangles connected or uh, something? Shit. I. It, it almost looks like an asterisk. that's because because i i for a long time i didn't realize that was supposed to be a symbol for her i thought it was just an (laughs) asterisk because she get did guest vocals on the album (laughs) that that makes sense too (laughs) yeah yeah, it did you know and then yeah later on i found out it was actually a symbol for her because she you know (laughs) Uh, and the page 
was on the mandolin. He'd never played it before. He just kind of picked it up and started fiddling around on it. Plant led the feel of the song. A few quotes. He said, as an instrumental piece, it's just beautiful. And add some essence of heralding or drawing people together and summoning a mindset, if you like. Yeah. Because Robert is a dated hippie flower child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said, he said uh, the Battle of Evermore is an adventure in a dark place once upon a time where the people are called together and that there's a, a fanfare and there's there's two parts to it. The impending travesty, the disaster, and a call to unity, which is the triumph and rally. And he tried to sing both parts, found out it was insane to do so. And while they could have dropped sections in separately, didn't think it sounded right with one voice or one pitch. So mm-hmm. they got Sandy Denny. Nice. That worked out beautifully. Yep. Uh, let's see. What was, oh, uh, the, and, uh, and, and lyrics, as you were talking about, are kind of, well, I won't say inspired by Tolkien, but they, they reference some things from, from Tolkien, the, the Dark Lord and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, influenced by a couple things. Uh, Tolkien, because, yeah, uh, what Jody said, and and also the Welsh Cambry Mountains, because there's still a rub between two peoples. And uh, Plant tried to write lyrics to get that out of his, his, you know, what he's thinking about. And so they really hit the vein of something special and a story about the night before an event of impending doom that was subverted by the people. And Yeah. Quite rather neat. It's a... Uh, Let's see. No, said that. Said that. Said that. Here we go. Uh, the, so they they got Sandy to come in, and this actually helped draw Robert back into folk music a little bit because of of her. Oh, cool. And they they think the song is he thinks the song is like Fairport's Legion Leaf. And um, cool. Yeah. Uh, talked about that in the yeah. Folk said, said that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've got, I've got notes, but then Jody talks about things. I'm like, no, no, I may. Okay. Plant loved how Fairport Convention brought back the feeling of Britain's past and wondered if people a hundred years from now would listen to Battle of Evermore with lyrics such as throw down your plow and bow and wonder how tough it must have been in the 20th century. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but because of, well, not just because of this, but both Robert and Sandy were voted the number one British vocalists for male and female and melody maker this year with the previous year being Engelbart Humperdinck. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> I, I do too. Yeah. Humperdeath. Humperdeath. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good to be the king. It's good to be the king. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Petula Clark was the female the previous year who did the song downtown, which had, Jimmy Page on it, along with Big Sim Sullivan and Vic Flick, who Vic created the James Bond theme guitar riff. And I think I mentioned in a previous episode that um, I, I used to have, I, I don't have it, I should probably look to see if I can get it again. Um, I, I used to have the uh, version of Downtown with her singing it in German. You, yeah, you did mention that. That's. <laughs> I think I looked it up after that and it was great. <laughs> That's all I got on Battle of Evermore. Um, well, I, I'll just, I'll, I'll just say this, that the, I, I can see why they would have been voted just on that performance, why they would have gotten folk, you know, male and female vocalist of the year. Um, 
because it's it's fantastic. Uh, the the way the way the their voices you know intertwine and and weave around each other is is it's kind of mesmerizing. It is. They're, they worked wonderfully together, and they do have that folkish thing in there. I mean, they talk about Avalon and Apples of the Valley, and you know, they they harken back to to some really neat folklore stuff. And yeah, they do get the Dark Lord, which I guess you know doesn't necessarily have to be Sauron or Morgoth, but we, we know it is. Uh, it, well, yeah, <laughs> not quite as in your face for Tolkien as some of their other <laughs> lyrics, but yeah, yeah, it's good. It is. And I think I said plow and bow a second ago. Throw down your plow and hoe. I, as I'm reading it, I realized again, I typed it in wrong or voice texted it wrong. When I was drinking and I'm like that's not right. <laughs> I was gonna say I didn't. I, uh, even even if I didn't know the lyric, I was gonna say that didn't sound right. Plow and bow. Why would you? Why, when, <laughs> you pick up the bow. You're going to battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Damn it, throw down your hoe, Rob. (laughs) Rob is a hoe. (laughs) How to be a hoe. (laughs) Speaking of Eddie Murphy. (laughs) (laughs) Full circle. Yeah. (sighs) All right. Are are you ready to move on to the big one? Yes. All right. And I do plan on doing an episode on Stairway to Heaven and the court battle that Zeppelin just, well, when I say recently won with a 50-year-old album, it's recent, <laughs> but it's, it's been a yeah. couple of years, year, yeah, two, two, three years that the, it's all done. So we'll, we'll do yes. an episode on that and we'll, we'll show that they did not blatantly rip off Randy California any more than Randy California ripped off old school music too. Right. Uh, okay. I, I will save other comments for when we do that episode then <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so standard way to heaven uh the instrumental part was done at island studios but there were no lyrics mm-hmm. uh, as, as well part of it you know it started there it yeah. was done very piecemeal jimmy knew what he wanted he wanted to build up starting soft getting mm-hmm. louder and louder until uh bottom would just then come in with with thunder Mm-hmm. according to jimmy and uh and i and jody i kind of talked in between when we were recording the episode so he's going to have some things here so uh, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll give my little bit uh for this part and then i'll have more after that but right. just to go with what i know jody was talking about and uh so so they recorded it in sort of odd ways for example plant bonham would go to the pub while mm-hmm. jones and page put it all together including the bridge you know to the final solo and getting the electric piano bits uh because jones mentioned his classical forms influence in, in the song yeah uh, but like the next night jones and bonham went to london for a party at a speakeasy club and page and plant stayed at headley grange to work on the lyrics you know and they would they would talk about a uh, plant city or plant mentioned sitting around the fire and having Hawkwind mm-hmm. coming up in the background and an inspiration would come when jimmy would start picking out the intro chords and uh, that, that the day after that, Plant worked out the other lyrics as the three musicians practiced a song. Yeah. That, okay. That's sort of a rough timeline, but I, I know Jody yeah. has like a little more. Well, I, um, yeah, like, like what you were saying about uh, Jimmy going or getting some of it down at Island Studios. And, and I guess I, it almost sounded like when in, in the previous episode, 
the stuff at Island Studios would have been the demos. So not, you know, obviously not the finished tracks. I, what, what I had remembered reading was that, especially the part about sitting around the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that um, Jimmy was playing it. And um, while, while he was playing it, Robert was writing lyrics. And Jonesy, you know, so, so basically what you said, but it just, I, the way I remembered it was they were all kind of sitting around together. Although that does not sound like it was the case. They, they were and they weren't. Like sometimes yeah. they were duos and then all of them would be around and so yeah it's kind of a a whole mismatch of yeah but the, yeah it was you know that that robert was listening to what jimmy was playing and he's he's writing the lyrics based on that and and jonesy's here and and he's coming up with his parts especially the piano part but you know also the recorder because it has a recorder not yeah. a flute it's a recorder the recorder the thing that and, you're and forced if you to went to play in seventh grade yeah yeah the Yes. Oh, was it seventh grade for you? Yeah. It was, I don't know. Uh, seven, six, four, nine, not nine. Eight, I, I don't know. I went to Catholic school. I don't know when they did anything. I got racked <laughs> with those damn rulers so many times. <laughs> I had to do it two separate years. <laughs> I don't remember. The first one was grade school. I don't remember. The second one was eighth grade. I remember that. I'm just like lucky it. the priest didn't say, hey, come here and play my piccolo. Because <laughs> I, I was lucky enough to be there with the old Irish priest who just wanted to drink and smoke his cigars. <laughs> a couple <laughs> priests after that. <sighs> oh, it looks, sounds like he dodged a bullet there. <laughs> it's not a sin, Timmy. Not a sin. <laughs> uh but um, yeah, and that was the thing about the what, what I'd read about Robert writing the lyrics. I, and I, I read it one time, I don't remember where, was that um, he wrote the majority of them like in one sitting from, from what I had read. But I, you know, it doesn't sound like that was actually the case. <laughs> oh, no. I, well, I mean, keep in mind, all my notes are sort of a conglomerate of different, yeah. thing, you know, between what Jones said and Plant said and Page yeah. said and. And, you know, just said, so, you know, this night we did this and night two, we did night three. And it's probably several nights. They all did all sorts of different crap and they're giving yeah. like the ones that pop out in their mind. Cause they went to a pub or a speakeasy party. Yeah. So I don't, it just, what I remember reading was that he, as he's listening to Jimmy play it, he's, he's writing the lyrics and probably had 75% of them done on the spot. That sounds familiar. Yeah. That it just came out. Yeah. You know, and sometimes that, uh, I mean, I'm not a prolific writer, but sometimes that happens. Yeah, you especially know? when you're just really got the, got the mojo. Yeah. All right, should I keep going? Um, I, I guess. Do we, do we have more on stairway? Oh, I got more. Okay. Oh, yeah, I got more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Plant said he loves the ambiguity of the, the lyrics in general. But he mm -hmm. has said that the lady is a woman getting everything she wanted without giving anything back. Ah. And uh, going to mention once again I that I know her. <laughs> I'd say we, so, you know, I think of things like that. I'm like, man, I dated some bitches. And then I look back and I go, man, was I a fucking asshole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but I would like to take a drink because I'm going to mention that the May Queen, we talked about her in the Robert Plant Folklore episode, which is one of our very, very, very first non-Halloween episodes that came out the November of our first, like the second month of our podcast. Yeah. Or did it, wait, didn't we start in September? Yeah, but we only had one. It was the very end of September and that was uh, The Hobbit. We did a Hobbit Day special. Oh, okay. And then that would have been the 22nd. So we might have had another September. I don't think, was that before? Well, you know, look, maybe. I, I think, yeah, I think, I think the folklore one was one of the very first ones we did. Well, in that case, it was number two. Because after that, we got into October and Halloween. So yeah, it was either number yeah. two or yeah. like number 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. But for listeners who couldn't find some of those on iTunes, I found where the issue was. And I have bumped up the number of episodes we're allowing iTunes to have. So you should be able to get them all. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't know there was an issue with that. I found out when I tried to go back and find one of the old episodes. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean I can only go back to 40? What bullshit is this? <laughs> oh, that's something I can fix. All right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Plant said the song is incredibly English. It is. <laughs> Very. Well, I will agree. Uh, musicologist Susan Fast indicates that she can hear traces of 16th and 17th Tudor music. Yeah. Which I'm glad I actually knew that, that meant Tudor with the D and my notes spelled it as Tudor <laughs> Get, getting helped by somebody music. <laughs> ah. uh, so the, the chords under the solo were borrowed from Bob Dylan's All Along the Watchtower. And oh, Jimmy, God, they were, weren't they? They certainly were. <laughs> I, I did not. I, I did not know that. <laughs> uh, yeah actually i wasn't i didn't until i was reading some of these and i went back and listened i'm like huh hot dog you sure are the hot dogs on a later album ah uh, that's right being a nina 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 being a nina 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 there i had to get that last bit out okay yep and uh jimmy finally liked the solo from one of his takes at island studios uh because he didn't like any of those attempted at headley grange and did retakes at the studio using his 1958 Fender Telecaster instead of the Gibson Les Paul. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say that he, uh, he he did not use the Les Paul on that. Ah, he went back to that Telecaster that we mentioned he used frequently, if not exclusively, on Zep 1. Yep. Uh, said he always did solos in isolation after the tracks were otherwise finished. I, I, I kind of get that. So, <laughs> sounds like... Sounds like when we're talking about Deep Purple, but David Coverdale and, and his vocals. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no shit, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Where? I don't see him. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, check this out. I actually have a little note on Jonesy's uh, recorder. <laughs> uh, so Jones put in three recorder parts using uh, baritone, and soprano different like different recorder bits for oh, okay. intro or wherever they go in and stuff yeah and of course we all know that jimmy bought the double neck for stairway so he, he could actually play it live and he, he realized just like part way into a uk pub tour that they were doing when they're working uh -huh. you know, as things were we mentioned the uk tour that like in passing we'll talk more about it when we get to that yeah, uh, but yeah, I realized he couldn't do some of the shit. So Paige said, "Stairway was the song that demanded that guitar." I don't think anyone had applied it like this in a life situation, and it made it so iconic. Yes, yes, it did. 
and and because he was taking that song or that guitar on tour he decided to use that guitar on other studio recordings which we will talk about later we will damn it but you know we mentioned uh the the concert film song remains the same so the first time i watched it i was actually surprised that he did not use the 12 string neck on that guitar for the intro to stairway he does not use the the 12 string neck until he gets to where he's actually strumming the chords as opposed to playing the uh arpeggios oh yeah 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 so the the intro is actually played on the six string and thank goodness too because i actually had one of those double necks for a while because of this song and i tried doing the intro on the 12 string part it's a bitch (laughs) you you can do it but it doesn't sound quite right and it's it's weird yeah yeah but it does get a nice hum though too you know you got the Mm -hmm. yeah the the, the other neck (laughs) yeah or you could be like steve i and you know have three necks (laughs) three necks yeah one one of which you have to play (laughs) left-handed that magnificent bastard <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'll give Steve I all sorts of credit. It's yin yang that I will not. Bastard, you and your scrawny ass little European ass touching your guitar, you gross bastard. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. Uh, so, and this uh, Jody will remember when I say it because we would screw around when we were in bands together and actually play the song like this just on occasion because what the hell but Paige yeah. said they had to practice it as a reggae song just to get plant to sing it because plant really didn't like it after <laughs> i tell you there's there's nothing like high school guys sitting around playing zip stairway and reggae to make you realize quit it <laughs> uh, yeah we had fun though fuck it <laughs> Uh, Jones said, I actually like Stairway. I know that's really corny, but it encompasses a lot of the elements of the band. Everything builds nicely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I would, um, if I was to do a list of greatest rock and roll songs, I would still put it at number one. Now, I I will say that I think Cashmere has kind of become my favorite Zeppelin song over the years, but I I would still put Stairway at number one. I if, I was, if I was, yeah, if I was going to do a list. Yeah, 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 yeah. As if you haven't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, be my number one, although I think um, Rain Song, weirdly, may be my favorite for odd, odd reasons that we'll get to when we get to that album. Eh, maybe not so odd. <laughs> I'm not sure where you're going with that. I'm not sure if I should move on or not. <laughs> You mean, you mean the song's not so odd or it's not odd that I would think it's so good? Because <laughs> I'm... <laughs> the, the reasons are not probably so odd. Okay, all right, cool. All right. Because I, I... Yeah, that's that's another really great song. <laughs> yeah, before I start talking about my derivatives of that song, because that will wait. I will say Paige said the lyrics were so good. He stopped writing anymore for the band because he couldn't top what Robert had written. <laughs> I, yeah, I could see that. All right. I just have one more note. Okay. Which goes along with the reggae thing. So our high school band that Jody and I were in, 
Um, uh-huh. We've been in a few bands together. Uh, but in high school, we actually played this. And I'm not sure. Were you with us when we played it at a dance? We actually played Stairway? Uh, I I was, but it was only you and Carl who performed it. It, it was. And I love doing it. But it did not go over so well at a high school dance. <laughs> no, no, it did not. Right, but that is it for me on side one of Zep Four of our Zep Four arc episode two. Let's Sounds good. More, I was trying to throw more numbers in there, and all I can think of now is six. <laughs> so just go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So do you have anything to add? Um. No. <laughs> awesome. I, 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 uh, well, I do, but it's, it won't be pertinent till next episode. So cool. Well, in that case, we'll keep that note in here for the next episode. I'll put a little marker there, right okay. there, right there. <laughs> and you could all find out what Jody's talking about and me too. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. So we'll find out next episode. Yeah. If I same, remember. Same pair of time, same terror channel. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so until then share us with your friends your loved ones your enemies your frenemies your concubines um your family <laughs> by the way some of those overlap but i'm you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> not gonna say which ones <laughs> uh, no oh, cool so until then i'm james I'm Jody. And we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. All right. Sorry. Jackie just got home. Yeah. But fortunately, a little bit of me goes a long way. (laughs) (laughs) He's now good. (laughs) Shut up, Stevie. You're so good. You take the keys. You drive. Eddie Murphy and another Eddie Murphy yeah (laughs) he's not gonna remember (laughs) no no I'm not (laughs) if I finished my well hold on all right I finished my beer finished my beer so I'm getting a little tipsy and I'll just keep being a dumbass so if you need a shower and go here's your chance run run okay (laughs) all right (laughs) 